listening to the Women's Online Wellness Podcast, a podcast all about your health and wellness issues that affect you every day. We want to educate, entertain, and maybe make you giggle a little along the way. No annoying statistics or jargon here, just information you can use every day to be healthier, happier, and less boring. All right, here's your host, OBGYN Dr. Ron Eaker. Hey everybody, Dr. Ron Eaker here, and welcome to another edition of Women's Online Wellness Podcast. I'm recording this again in my office, so there may be some ambient sounds in the background, so please disregard those and pay terribly close attention to my words only. Please ignore everything you hear in the background, because quite honestly, I can't afford to record this in some basement soundproof studio in a $10 million broadcasting complex. Today's episode is about why I don't really like to fly. And if you don't really like to fly, maybe you'll understand and appreciate some of these comments. Now, for a long while, I really didn't mind flying at all. But then I took a small plane from Los Angeles to Palm Springs. And if any of you have ever taken that flight, it's a very short flight but it's over this mountain range down into this valley. There's never been a more jam-packed hour of fervent prayer than that trip over the mountains for me. I think I promised God my firstborn child, a month's worth of Home Depot coupons, the first pick in the upcoming NBA draft, and free access to my American Express card, as if he needed any of that. For a number of years after that, I had to be just a little tipsy, uh, not, not drunk, but just a little tipsy, certainly very relaxed to get on the steel death trap that we commonly call Delta. I'm much better now and require only a good book and a paid-up life insurance policy to fly. Now, just when I thought the friendly skies were my pal, an article was published by Bloomberg News that implies that airlines actually don't want me aboard. It seems that because I'm a doctor, airlines would rather that I take the bus. Let me expand on that. It seems back then, 2016, there was an incident on an international flight that made doctors persona non gratis. A passenger developed an acute bout of what turned out to be pancreatitis mid-route, and the sweet, kind doctor on board recommended diverting the flight to allow the patient to receive very timely treatment. The pilot overruled the decision and flew on to the destination while the patient got sicker. Seven hours later, the plane landed, and the unfortunate patient ended up spending three months in the hospital recovering. While I don't know all the details, it sounds like a mismanaged situation from the start. Here's what I find interesting. Of course, a lawsuit was filed, and as part of discovery, some facts came to light that I, and probably you, were not aware of with how airlines handle in-flight emergencies. Airlines would rather doctors on their flights stay mum if a patient gets sick, and here's why. Airlines employ telemedicine services that give recommendations about flight diversions and landings when it comes to sick passengers. They report that flight attendants are trained to gather data like blood pressure, state of consciousness, physical symptoms, and communicate with docs hired by the airlines by phone to make a decision. All too often, a doc on a flight decides differently about the acuteness of a situation than the telemedicine doc. 
In fact, one company executive for the largest telemedicine service employed by the airlines said, quote, Doctors, they tend to recommend diversions more than we do, speaking about doctors on the flights, because, of course, they don't want to assume the long-term responsibility, end quote. This holds out when you look at the statistics as only 1.6% of flights in which MedAir, the largest service providing telemedicine to the airlines, is called on to render a decision. Only 1.6% of flights are diverted. Personally, I'm petrified to hear the announcement over the speaker, is there a doctor on board? Because I know unless it has to do with someone's water breaking, I'm pretty much dead weight. Maybe that's a bad choice of words here, but I am bound by my oath as a physician to do no harm. So there's this balance between helping someone in an emergency and recognizing the limits of my training. I know basic first aid, I know CPR, and I can recognize common emergencies. But I'm afraid if I had to suture some guy's head, it would end up looking like an episiotomy. All in all, as much as I've flown, I've been pretty lucky in not having to embarrass myself by explaining to the old guy having kidney stone pain that I only do hysterectomies. I think the key for me is simply an eye mask and earphones. That's all I have for you today. I hope you've enjoyed listening, and as always, if you liked what you heard, spread the word, pass it on, send a link, and leave us a positive review. So until next time, remember, make healthy choices. Thank you for listening to the Women's Online Wellness Podcast. To join the conversation, access show notes, and discover bonus content, join our private Facebook community by sending a request to Women's Online Wellness. If you enjoyed today's episode and want to hear more, just head over to iTunes and subscribe, rate, and leave a review. For questions about the podcast or to get more information, email Dr. Eaker at reaker at yahoo.com. Thank you for listening, and until next time, choose to be healthy.